0: Hear ye, hear ye, here comes the judge, the Yogi Judge with another finished first session talking about how you can live your absolute best life. Let's go. All right, so we're making our way through the cycle breaker tools for living your best life. And I don't mean it in the sense where, you know, they party and talking about living my best life. I'm talking about really having an impact and making positive and massive change as you move into this new phase of your life. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be a major, gigantic goal. Maybe your goal and desire is just to be off of probation. You're tired of having to report to a judge, to a probation officer. Maybe your goal is to get a new job. Whatever it is, there are tools and techniques to living your best life. And we're going to talk about them now. We're talking today about the ability to admit when you are wrong. The ability to admit when you are wrong. How many times have you been in a situation where you figured out at some point that you were not on the right side of an argument, the right side of an issue, or even just the right side, period. But because of the way we are built, our human nature, you fight against it, you defend it, even when you know you are wrong. But I'm telling you, when you have the ability to admit when you're wrong, you are stepping into a whole new area of greatness in your life. You are stepping into a situation where you can now quickly change course or as they say, correct your course so that you don't end up in a destructive situation. Let me give you an example. If you were flying an airplane and at some point you realize that you were off just one little itty bitty coordinate, do you realize that if you continue in that direction, you may end up on the entire other side of the world. You will miss your destination, you'll miss your deadlines, and you'll end up in a place that you did not expect to go. And that was only because you were off one small inch. The same thing happens with our lives and the way we approach life. When you take a position or take a stand and you know it's wrong, and you refuse to course correct, you will continue down a path, strong and fast, and you will find yourself in a position that you did not expect, and most importantly, one that is totally opposite of the goals that you had for yourself, the life that you wanted to live, the things that you wanted to achieve. I see these situations play out in my courtroom all the time. But what's interesting is I very rarely see the part where people admit when they're wrong. But when they do, as a judge, I get a chance to reward them. But most times I have people who will fight to the death. I mean, they will take it to trial And then at the end of the trial, when they've finally been proven wrong, they'll say, well, well, judge, can I get a break now? But see, that's the problem with failing to admit when you're wrong. The longer you go and travel down that path, the harder it will be for you to recover. The harder it will be for people to want to give you a break. The harder it will be for people to look at you in a different way or a different angle. So I'm telling you, as soon as you find yourself creeping down the wrong path, stop right there. So there was this trial I had in my courtroom and it dealt with disorderly conduct. And the overriding question when you're dealing with disorderly conduct is, was there some type of behavior that disrupted the public peace? And I'm telling you, it is so easy to find yourself because we all get out of hand every now and then. Right. Well, maybe you don't, but I'll speak for myself get out of hand every now and then. But when you do that, it is disorderly conduct. So the young person that was in my courtroom, and when I say young, I just mean younger than me. I mean, we're all adults. I'm a judge of an adult court. So the person was in front of me and they went to trial, they presented evidence, and then it was time for me to see the police camera. Now we know police camera could be very helpful if they turn it on, But a lot of times, we don't even have that evidence. But in this case, we had it. So we rolled the video, and I saw it from start to finish. I saw where it got controversial. I saw where the people started arguing. But most importantly, I saw where the disorderly conduct occurred. So I asked the person in front of me. I said, look, let me ask you this. When you did X, Y, and Z, were you being disorderly? Well, Judge. That person did this and the police officer was disrespectful and I have a right to be dis- have a right to be respected. I said, hold on, hold on. Before we go there, let me ask you again. Do you see, based on what I just saw on that television screen, my video monitor, where you were being disorderly? But again, no judge, it wasn't me, it was the police officer. They don't respect people. You know, it's black lives matter. Okay, I understand that. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Did you see on the screen where you were being disrespectful to the community, the people standing in that area, and the police? And finally, finally the person said yes. And I tried to explain to him, that is why you are standing in front of me right now. You're not standing in front of me because the police was a jerk. You're not standing in front of me because of what was said on the cell phone before you came over to your cousin's house. You're standing in front of me because of what I just saw on the screen. You were arrested after committing the disorderly conduct. And it took all of that for the person to understand that, yes, they did something wrong. And what was the next question? What did they ask me? Well, judge, can you give me a break this time? But this is after we've been in trial for two hours. It's way after they had a chance to admit what they were doing wrong. It's way after that they could have avoided this situation, could have been on a first offenders program, no jail time, nothing on their record, fines and costs dismissed, but instead they wanted to fight. And I submit to you, that's what happens in our lives, our everyday lives. We wanna fight, we wanna prove our point, and we go so hard even when we know we are wrong. But going to that next level of living your best life is to very quickly be able to course correct and figure out and most importantly admit when you are wrong i'm going to identify three reasons why admitting when you're wrong or when you've made a mistake is so very hard the first one is it takes courage to admit when you are wrong courage so we talk about courage right and when we think of courage we think of all these heroes in the movie and how they had to go beyond and and fight to the end and maybe defeat a villain well That same analogy could apply when we're talking about you and I and our ability to admit when we're wrong. Because just like the superhero in the movie, we have to muster up enough courage to fight against that villain. And what's that villain that we're fighting against? Sometimes it's our ego, our ego. Right. We don't want to admit when we're wrong or when we've made a mistake because we're too proud. I don't make mistakes. I was right. You was wrong. So our ego oftentimes gets in the way of our ability to tap into our courage to admit when we were wrong. So what are some of the other reasons why we don't have the courage? Well, it's not even that you don't have the courage, but your ego will stop you. And then sometimes embarrassment, you don't even wanna be embarrassed. But isn't being wrong a part of growth? Like if if you know all the answers, how can you grow? If every time you say something it's right, what can you learn from somebody else? So instead of being embarrassed about the few times that you don't get it correctly or that you're a little off, instead, have the courage to say, you know what? I was wrong. So, again, the first thing that keeps us from tapping into our ability to admit when we were wrong is our failure to muster up that courage to do it when we know we don't want to do it we're embarrassed to do it or our ego our ego is telling us not to do it the next reason we fail to admit when we're wrong or that we've made a mistake is that we do not like to be vulnerable it's just a human quality you know one of the Maslow's needs on the hierarchy we want to have security right we want to be safe so being vulnerable is the opposite of being safe because all of a sudden you're exposed You're out there. And when it comes to admitting what mistakes you've made or how you've somehow gotten something wrong, now all of a sudden you have to open yourself up to criticism, you have to open yourself up to people who are gonna laugh at you, people who are gonna say, man, you're always wrong. When do you ever get it right? But the key is you gotta switch that around, right? You gotta tell them, no, I'm not always wrong. What I'm doing is I'm learning. Because every time you make a mistake, Every time something doesn't go your way, you can decide, is it going to help you grow or is it going to cause you to shrink? And I'm telling you, the way to be a cycle breaker, the way to take it to the next level is to grow from those instances. People expect you to shrink instead of shrinking. You're going to grow instead of being embarrassed. You're going to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm learning something. So being vulnerable, honestly, is a position of growth because you cannot learn something else unless you're vulnerable and on, as a sidebar i think maybe that's the reason why a lot of people don't go to school don't complete their education don't pursue higher degrees because we don't want to be vulnerable we're used to being comfortable we're used to knowing it all knowing what's going to happen the next day one day from the other but your true growth your expansion lies in your ability to open yourself up to change open yourself up to something different Open yourself up to being vulnerable, which means you will admit when you don't know something, admit when you're wrong, or admit when you've made a mistake. Here's something we don't think about. It really takes a high level of intelligence to admit when you're wrong. Now, I know you're thinking, Judge, what do you mean by that? I mean, I don't have to have a college degree or some advanced degree to admit when I'm wrong. Well, no, I don't mean it in that sense. What I really mean is that You have to be an analytical person, at least to the extent where you look back at a situation and figure out what went wrong there. What could I have done differently so that I would not have ended up in this situation? So let's go back to my scenario about the trial that I had in court. The good news about that trial is that, okay, the person was found guilty. And whenever you're found guilty, you face jail time, you face probation, you face fines and costs. But I decided I was going to do that on another day because I wanted to give the person a moment to kind of calm down, to settle down and find out if there's something that they could have done differently. Or at least maybe I wanted to give myself a chance to calm down so that I wouldn't be mad or pissed off when I did the sentencing. So the person came back on the other day, the next day, and their attitude was totally different before I can even say anything. The person said, Judge, you know what? I want to apologize for the way I behaved in your courtroom. And in fact, I want to apologize for the way I behaved that night on the street because that's not the person who I am. Instead, I was influenced by my emotions. I was excited. I received a call. I rushed to judgment. But I want to apologize because I was out of hand. And that's what I mean by admitting when you're wrong or admitting when you, take, when you made a mistake takes intelligence because you have to have the ability to at least analyze what happened and figure out is there a way to do something different. So if you tap into that intelligence, then all of a sudden now you have the ability to admit when you've done something wrong. So let's sum it up. There's power, power in the ability to say, you know what, I did something wrong. I made a mistake. Not only are you going to grow from that situation, but you're also going to impress everybody around you. Your boss. You know, the person that you've been in a partnership with. Your teacher. Your friend. Your family member. When you're able to pick up the phone, imagine the power of this. Picking up the phone and calling that relative whom you haven't spoken with for years. Or maybe just months. Pick up the phone and say, you know what? I thought about it. And I wanna say I was wrong. I was wrong for maybe not the entire event, but maybe just in the way that you responded. Maybe the tone of your voice. Maybe something you said or did. You know, there is such power in admitting when you've done something wrong, because one other thing that happens out of that is the beauty of reconciliation. You are able to move to the next level. You are able to restore relationships that have been broken and damaged for years. So there is extreme power just in relationship building when you admit that you've done something wrong. But the other power lies in your ability to grow as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a student, as a friend. When you admit that you've done something wrong, what you're saying is, I'm willing to grow. And you're saying that I'm willing to grow with you. I'm willing to listen to your side or at least tell you that you were right. So. As I conclude this this moment that I have with you, I just wanna tell you that in order to be the best that you can be, you have to shed some of that mess that you had on your back and that you still carry on your back. You know, that baggage, you have to check it, get rid of it, and one of the ways to do it is to finally admit that you weren't right, that you've made a mistake, and then maybe, just maybe, you were wrong. Let's go. Like I always do, I like to end these sessions by telling you, one, continue to be cycle breakers because you are a cycle breaker. You don't have to have a title. You have the ability to make massive change and make a difference in your community, your world, or even just your life. So continue to be cycle breakers. And as the yogi judge, I always have to give you my salutation by saying namaste. Be the best you can be. Let's go.